Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabberelli and Cryptonaut Mike. Hey, you guys. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? Mike, what's up, man? Pretty good. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. What's up, Jake? Yeah, it's going pretty good. I'm glad to know that everyone's here and we can actually do this episode and maybe change our format. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you guys notice that the uh, Bitcoin market's been going up, up and down about 19.5 up to like 22, 23 k? Uh, I my trigger point or my buy point is that uh, anything below 20 k is when, when I've been buying. So it's been a hot potato for me, man. I don't know. For me, I haven't really been watching as I almost never watch Bitcoin, anyways. I've been watching a whole bunch of other coins that have been going up quite a bit lately, like uh, Neo Xa, uh, Neo Xa has been just flying off the charts. It's like doubled its price recently. And I yeah, just, that's a Kapow algorithm. Yeah, I got into them recently. You know, I got into I got into Neoxa because it was um because it was a Kapow and I because I know that in short order ETH is going away. So I want something different. All right, Kryptonauts, let's head on over to the coin tree of the day. Coin tree of the day. And once again, <laughs> With the, with the coin tree, you guys can uh, donate via crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, BNB, Ravencoin, even if you have assets. We're, we're, the wallet is asset aware, so you guys can send some uh, assets over. Uh, Bat, Litecoin, Flux, Monero, and a bunch of other stable coins. There you go. If you guys want to connect with us via Discord, there's a link there. YouTube, we do have a tip in me uh, uh, wallet. And Twitter, obviously you guys can connect with us via Twitter, Twitch, and please subscribe on Odyssey. All right, now let's head on over to the merch store. We got some merch up on the uh, in our description below. We have a couple shirts there you guys can check out. Diamond Hands, Stacks Outs on Hoddle, and Diamond Hands in White. All right, so the job of the day is, once again, you guys can check us out on the Discord. We do have a careers channel there. This one is Chief Executive Officer at Undeads. The company is looking for candidates with expertise and deep knowledge of the crypto industry for the upcoming play-to-earn survival game on the Ethereum blockchain. Undeads is aimed to bring rich gameplay from traditional gaming to the crypto space. The game starts in post-apocalyptic metaverse where humans and zombies are always in conflict. Players can earn crypto for building, crafting, fighting, or mining in-game resources and enjoying wide range of income producing mechanics. Our mission is to exceed the player's expectation and engage traditional gamers in play to earn gaming to achieve mass adoption of P2E. All right, so the job description, your responsibilities is find, rent, and equip the office in Bangkok. Uh, recruitment of new employees for the office, formation and management of team consisting of outstanding markets, marketing ex experts. And scrolling on down here, qualifications, minimum four years experience in the blockchain industry. You got to have a previous background in crypto business and a deep knowledge of the crypto industry. Once again, if you're interested in this chief executive officer position at Undeads, you guys can check it out at the Discord under the careers channel. All right, let's head on over to do the, the tweet of the day of the or day. quote of the day is from Dan Held. And that's just, it's just corny. What did one Bitcoin say to the other? Huh? Huh? Hoddle me. Hoddle me, baby. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so corny. It's so corny. And the internet's all corny right now anyway. So, All, all right. right. Let's get so to some news. To the crypto news of the day. And Mike's going to start us off with the first one. Yep. Our first article is on Decrypt by Andrew Hayward. And it's Solana DeFi Exchange accidentally bricks itself. 
locks up six hundred and sixty one thousand dollars forever. Uh, Optify or what's that? Oh, this is why Helium wants to go to them, right? <laughs> I know that's that's so bad. That's just it's so bad. Anyways, Optify, a Solana-based decentralized exchange, said on Monday that it accidentally shut down its program and that all the funds are now inaccessible. Some six hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars worth of USDC is now permanently locked within the program. OptiFi said that it will fully refund affected users. A single mistake in DeFi can have permanent and very expensive results, as the creators of Solana-based protocol discovered last week. Options trading decentralized exchange, OptiFi, announced on Monday that it accidentally closed down its program on a Solana's mainnet, which means that all the funds within the app are now permanently inaccessible. The damage? Some $661,000. It just says the same thing over and over uh, well, just, uh, the brief is a is kind of a, an overview. So, oh, oops. <laughs> um, yeah, they put out a tweet that says Optify's program has been closed by mistake and made TLDR. We accidentally closed some mainnet program and it's not recoverable. Uh, Six hundred sixty-one thousand USDC is locked in a PDAs. Luckily, ninety-five percent of the fund is from our team member. Uh, we will compensate all users. So that... Dope. That's a little crazy. <laughs> is this permanently like locked in a smart contract? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's wow. the reason they said that they just lightly threw away half a, half a million dollars. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, I guess, uh, which I is worse, know. destroying a server or locking up uh, $600,000 in cash? I mean, I well, at least it's USDC because all they got to do is go... To the people who mint USDC, and be like, can you blacklist this account and you know give us six hundred and sixty-one thousand stuff? They yeah, they technically can do that. Yeah, yep. you're absolutely right. Yeah, because, it's not that DeFi. Because yeah. what's better than proof of stake, right? When you can just print money. Yep, print that money. Print that money. Yeah, uh, stupid. Next news. So, Michael Saylor, famous Bitcoiner and also the largest hodler in the world. MicroStrategy's Michael Saylor sued for tax fraud by the the uh, DC Washington DC Attorney General. Attorney General Carl Rancine Racine today announced that he is filing civil charges against cloud computing software company MicroStrategy and its founder Michael Saylor 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 over alleged tax fraud. MicroStrategy, which holds the largest Bitcoin treasury among public companies, has helped Saylor, quote, evade taxes he legally owes on hundreds of millions of dollars he's earned while living in D.C., end quote, Racine tweeted today. Described Saylor as a Bitcoin billionaire, pardon me, a billionaire tech executive who has lived in the district for more than a decade has never paid any, D- any D.C. income taxes. And here is that tweet from Carl. According to a press release of Racine's office, Saylor is accused of using a, quote, elaborate scheme, end quote, to avoid paying taxes in D.C. between the years of 2014 and 2020. And that's not a decade. Uh, Saylor allegedly claimed that he was a Florida resident, a state without income taxes, but was actually present in D.C. most of the year and openly bragged about the scheme. Following the whistleblower lawsuit, Racine Racine's office investigated allegations and found that Saylor avoided paying more than $25 million worth of D.C. income taxes. Racine believes the microstrategy that microstrategy conspired to enable the scheme, including filing false W-2 statements in Florida residents listed. Uh, 
Between unpaid taxes and penalties, Racine estimates that, Michael, that Saylor and MicroStrategy could be on the hook, hook for about $100 million. A decade ago, a historic uh, house on Miami Beach and moved my home from there to Virginia, Saylor told Decrypt in a statement responding to the lawsuit. Although MicroStrategy is based in Virginia, Florida is where I live, vote, and have reported for jury duty, and it's the center of my personal life and family life. I respectfully disagree with the position of District of Columbia for look, and look forward to a fair resolution in the courts. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Um, I, I say in regards to this, first of all, if you think you're going to be able to avoid, this is for the cryptonauts out there, if you think you're going to avoid taxes and not paying your, your crypto taxes, forget about it, all right? You're yeah. going to get caught, especially if you're using a centralized exchange mm -hmm. and your AML and KYC, mm -hmm. forget about it. They report this to the IRS, all yep. right? That's it. That's that's number one. Number two, back strategy, I applaud you for challenging uh, the District of Columbia. Let's see what happens uh, in court. You know, if this is true, then great. All right. All, um, all the more to you. Yeah. I well, it, I mean, based off of that article, it sounds like he might be guilty of it because if he's not spending the max amount of time he has to spend in florida to be considered a florida resident then the only resolution is how much is he gonna have to pay yeah. but you know he, he, if he if he was in florida and if he kept the records he could have just said you know forget you guys i have i have the receipts mm -hmm. i spent this amount of time in florida and i had to be there go pound sand right but if he got caught up in dc too long then you know, it, it's kind of funny because, you know, Bitcoin is a direct competitor to USD and he ha he hammers hard against USD mm -hmm. in the backyard of where USD comes from. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, <laughs> big balls. Yeah. Yep. Well, he, that's why they're trying to slap him with a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not even a slap. If that's what, you know, everyone in D.C. would have to pay if they made that amount of money. And we're, you know, residing there, yep. even if it wasn't listed as primary residence. No, it, it really wow. just depends on total amount of time spent. And that's the thing that bugs me. Is it's like if you live in Florida, but you spend most of your time in, in District of Columbia, then do you not, not technically live in the District of Columbia? Because, I mean, we see senators do this all the time. Like, they lived in New Jersey, but they're running for Senate in Pennsylvania. I mean, I know they're next door states, but if you, you can't just claim another place is where you are when you're never there. <laughs> yeah, so. that's kind of odd. Yeah. All right. All right next so. news. This one's uh, provided by CryptoPotato.com, written by Sianika Deka. Mount Gox creditor refutes Bitcoin dumping rumors. Eric Wall, a creditor of Mt. Gox, confirmed that new reports swirling that 137,000 BTC sent to creditors would soon be dumped on the market are false. In a recent Twitter thread, Wall said that the repayment system is not live yet. While addressing that the rumors floating around across social media channels, the former CIO at Oslo-based crypto investment firm Arcane Assets said that the payouts will also occur in tranches over months instead of offloading thousands of BTC all at once, thereby Sprite. triggering dumping concerns. Exactly. Currently, users are still not able to register where to send the Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash payments. In addition to that, there are no official timelines on when to expect repayments. As per a note shared by Wall, the same is expected to be mentioned in an upcoming notice to the creditors by the trustee. 
Repayments are also expected to be conducted through approved crypto exchanges, the names of which are yet to be released. The creditor also went on to address that even if the market was unfavored at the moment, he would rather buy if any Bitcoins were released rather than sell. The implosion of Mt. Gox dates back to almost a decade ago when it abruptly terminated operations amid revelations of its involvement in a theft of hundreds of thousands of Bitcoins. What follows was a lengthy legal procedure. Earlier this year, Nobuaki no, no, Kobayashi? No, yeah, it's Nobuaki Kobayashi. Nobuaki Kobayashi, the appointed rehabilitation trustee, revealed gearing up to facilitate repayments to creditors. The documentation on July 6 stated August end as a period of reference for the initial repayments of funds. Quote, Following the discussion with the courts and in accordance with the rehabilitation plan, the rehabilitation trustee plans to set the assignment, etc. Restrictions reference period from approximately the end of August this year until all the part of the repayments made as initial repayments is completed for the safe and secure repayments. <laughs> Isn't that a right. cyclical argument there? <laughs> but in the market, the unconfirmed rumors that Mt. Gox funds were due for release to creditors this month exacerbated the already declining price as extreme volatility seeps in. Bitcoin slumped below 20k yet again before recovering some ground above the psychological price level. Many traders, including Josh Ragger, believes that even if the entirety of BTC released was sold at once, the subsequent sell pressure is unlikely to accumulate in a catastrophic event like expected. Yeah, so we're not going to get a flood of 137,000 Bitcoin to the market, so the price isn't going to drop drastically, even with the fears going on. And you know how much FUD affects the market anyways. Just do it. Just dump it all, man. Just make yeah. make Bitcoin go down to ten k. Down to three thousand. No, yeah. Down to three thousand, <laughs> yes, so we please. can pick it up yeah, cheaply okay. again. Absolutely, and, and, man. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Back to three thousand, like March twenty twenty. Right. Next news. Mike, tell us about unstoppable domains. Yep. <clears throat> so this next article is from Matt DiSalvo, and it's unstoppable domains users can now send private emails as gift. Privacy is a hot topic after the U.S. government banned crypto privacy tool Tornado Cash earlier this month. But the unprecedented crackdown on Web3 products doesn't mean builders aren't working hard to protect Web3 users' privacy. San Francisco-based startup Unstoppable Domains today announced an integration with Skiff, a privacy-focused email service designed for crypto wallets. The idea is to enable more ways for Web3 users to send end-to-end encrypted emails. Skiff already works with already works with wallets on Solana and Ethereum as well. Unstoppable Domains is a San Francisco-based startup that provides NFT-based domain names for crypto wallets and websites. Now those with Unstoppable domain, Domains domains uh, domain names can send end-to-end encrypted emails using Skiff's tools. Why is this important now? Because privacy is an integral part of Web3, company told Decrypt. Privacy, for me, is one of the most important tenants of Web3, said Sandy Carter. SVP and channel chief at Unstoppable Domains. We want all three. We want all Web three apps to have the way to directly communicate with users. If they don't, then they don't have a way for building community, which is a core point of Web three. And I definitely agree with their point. Mm-hmm. Like the strongest part about Web three is the community around it, mm-hmm. and the community will build the tech. Yep. And the community uses the tech. Exactly. We're dog fooding yep. our own stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't uh, heard of Skiff before, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're all about and how 
end-to-end -end, end -end encrypted it is. Because I know people talk up Signal a lot because it's end-to-end -end encrypted, mm -hmm. but there are points of failures in there. It's not perfect. So I'm wondering what holes Skiff has. Good point. Well, give us an update when you look into it. Yeah. All right, next news. So from Pritchard Potato and China Kodeka again. The time Crypto.com accidentally sent $10.5 million to a woman instead of $100. To become rich is everyone's dream, but to be rich by chance is not everyone's fate. However, it isn't a lottery-winning story that sounds crazier than fiction or an inventor who made a fortune from an accidental invention. This is a story about how Crypto.com accidentally transferred a whopping $10.5 million to a woman in Melbourne, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne? Sorry, let me make sure I say it right. Melbourne, Australia when she was only seeking a $100 refund. <laughs> However, it wasn't until a company audit just before Christmas 2021 when Crypto.com realized the error, so she had it for a while. But this is too late. The amount was transferred to one uh, Thiva Mangorar, Manogari Manavel back in May of 2021 when the prominent crypto exchange was attempting to process a refund of only $100. This is Australian money, of course. However, someone erroneously entered an amount number in the payment section instead. As per the court document, a large sum was accidentally transferred in May 2021 and was discovered seven months later. A portion of the money was already gone. Manavel transferred the $10.1 million to a joint account in February this year. The funds were taken out of two accounts to purchase lavish $1.35 million <laughs> five-bedroom home in Craigaburn uh, as a gift for her sister. What ensued was a legal battle that favored Crypto.com after a victorious Supreme Court judge ordered the luxury home to be sold, the remaining money to be turned to the company. Should the homeowner fail to put the property on the market, the judge would appoint a receiver to arrange the sale. They could also face contempt of court if they ignored the order orders. The case is yet to return to the court in, or rather set to return in October. Quote, there's no doubt that if you saw that in your account and you would know it shouldn't be there, and the onus is actually on you to actually call the sender and say that, uh, look, that shouldn't have come into my account, end quote. Yes. Crypto.com isn't the only crypto company to have mistakenly sent out millions of dollars worth of funds. Anyways, I'm not going to go into the other examples of this, but I think we should really talk about this. Because I gave an example before the show uh, of having accidentally received uh, not this much money, but a significant amount of funds from a mm -hmm. person who didn't mean to give it to me. Uh, yeah, the right thing is to give it back or to at least let them know, Absolutely. hey, you might have sent me too much money. Um, as opposed Absolutely. to so many Indian scammers who, who falsely make you look like you they sent you too much money and then you pay them back, but you don't even owe them in the first place. <laughs> so once again, I'm going to reiterate, Crypto.com is a centralized exchange. In order to use our platform, you need KYC and AML, right? Yep. That's like... the the. You, if you think you're going to get away with that money, that's not yours, okay? It was an accident. You need to contact them say, hey, there's, some, there's, some, there's something fishy going on with my account. I'm not supposed to have this, all right? Get it off of me because I don't want to have no, no legal issues. Now this is a big headache. Now yeah. this is global news, yeah. right? You don't want to be that one person on global crypto news. Well, unless, you, unless you're thinking and that battling, any news is good news, which I don't know what this, this woman thinks. but <laughs> I'm battling against crypto Crypto.com. No, if she staked it in Celsius, that's a whole different problem. That would be crazy. I, I would love to see how that plays out, man. Like, well, I don't know. I, I, I put it all in Celsius. Oh, yeah, oh, I, I staked most of it. Sorry. Uh, but I didn't spend any of it. I just staked it. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyways. All right. Last news of the day. This one is from Cointelegraph.com and written by Helen Parts. Hardware wallet Trezor enables direct crypto purchases with MoonPay. The new integration with MoonPay and Satoshi Labs founded Invity platform provides buy, sell, and exchange features directly in the Trezor wallet. Hardware wallet company Trezor is moving to enable direct crypto purchases with a new partnership with the crypto fintech startup MoonPay. Trezor, Czech Republic-based hardware wallet provider, has partnered with MoonPay to allow its customers to buy crypto directly in their hardware wallet, according to an announcement on Wednesday. Backed by major industry investors, including T Tiger Global and Co Coatu, MoonPay is a crypto payment service that allows users to buy and sell cryptocurrencies and non-fungible tokens using debit cards, credit cards, and other payment methods. In April 2022, the firm raised $87 million from investors like Justin Bieber and Snoop Dogg to focus on NFTs and Web3. The collaboration with MoonPay builds on Treasure's previous partnership with Invity, a crypto exchange comparison tool integrated directly into the wallet. Like Trezor, Invity is a startup operating under the parent firm Satoshi Labs. The platform connects clients with trusted partners exchanges to provide direct to custody trade with various payment methods. Combined, the three platforms provide buy, sell, and exchange features directly in the Trezor wallet. The new integration allows customers to buy and sell a wide number of cryptocurrencies through a non-custodial crypto wallet, helping users to better protect their funds. At the time of writing, Trezor supports more than 1,000 cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ether, Tether, BNB, Cardano, and others. The latest news is yet another milestone for the crypto purchases on Trezor, as the hardware wallet has been previously supporting crypto buys on its native app Trezor Suite via an in-app trade feature. The option has been available throughout the crypto exchange comparison tool created by Invity since at least late 2020, Trezor said in one of its blog posts. Quote, by allowing Trezor owners to buy crypto directly from their wallet, we're tapping into a committed cohort of cryptocurrency users who take security very seriously. End quote. MoonPay Senior Business Development Manager Antonio Taledo said, Through this partnership with MoonPay, we're taking the lead to bring secure, borderless, and easy financial freedoms to billions. Alright. Now, on that, I kind of feel like it's a sketch thing because Trezor is supposed to be a cold storage wallet. Physical cold storage wallet, right? Now, uh, this is what I told, uh, I told you guys uh, off the air before we got started, that I, I'm kind of worried that using uh, connecting your, your, your cold wallet with a hot exchange, I, I, I want to know how things work on the back end, but it doesn't sound secure to me. They're saying it is secure. Um, I kind of feel like... Secure because thinking. we can't see the code. Yeah, they're exactly. Secure because we can't see the code. Yeah, uh, this code is centralized. You don't want to look at it. Yeah. I would okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, until somebody on the inside dumps out the code or hacks it themselves. Yeah. That's so happened that... multiple times with yeah. multiple hard wallets. Like they've had email leaks mm -hmm. and it's been bad. Mm -hmm. Every yeah. time I laugh, I'm like, I'm so happy I just use a QT in Zellcore. Exactly. Right. That was, um, that was uh, uh, what's the other one? What's the other wallet? That starts with an Atomic. Uh, was it? Atomic Ledger? Or... Yeah, Ledger. Ledger, Ledger, yeah. Ledger's yeah, Ledger. the other one. Ledger right. was the email leak. 
Yep. And that was that was interesting how they how they got that figured out. Anyways, so yeah, protect uh, protect your coins. Um, uh, not your keys, not your coins. QT is the best wallet to ever use. Whatever whatever crypto you're into. Um, obviously, if it's proof of stake, they're they're never really your coins. Period. All right. But whatever, whoever out, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are very, very, very smart well, out there. That's not entirely yeah. true. That's not entirely. Um, um, Mike and I are actually looking at uh, Panda Coin recently, right, Mike? We're looking at staking therein. Yeah, I saw plug into it. Well, I've been staking now for four months, and Panda Coin, probably the exception of the rule, allows staking and on the Node wallet itself. And so there are my keys, and there are, I am doing proof of stake. It is possible, but I would say in these examples, not to not to discount you, John, at all, but oh, in these oh, oh, examples, it, they're not. So is Panda Coin proof of stake? It is proof of stake, yes. Well, I mean, you, you can acquire it through uh, distribution. It's a whole. It's a whole conversation in itself. Yeah. It runs off yeah. Bitcoin codes. Yeah. So you need an ASIC. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but right, right now they're awarding it based can... on on the the uh, provided uh, uh, folding at home. So maybe we can uh, talk about that on our next Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces. Once yeah. again. Crypto not. Yeah. If you guys don't know, we are doing uh, Twitter Spaces once a week, every week. If you guys want to hang out, once again, that Twitter link is in the description below in our coin tree. But with that said, Cryptonauts, uh, Mike, Jake, thank you guys for hanging out, and we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Yep. Until next yeah. time. Stack sats and, and hodl. Hodl. Adios. Adios.